You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. You're listening to episode 102. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Happy New Year. It's the beginning of 2021. In fact, I'm recording this on January 4th. This episode also is released on January 6th of 2021, and I'm really excited for this year ahead. If you haven't listened to our previous episode 101, I'm joined by the Menstruation Queen on Instagram, and we talk about how we both feel so drawn to the fact that 2021 is the year of feminine consciousness rising. So if you haven't listened to that, pause this episode and go and listen to that um, episode before you jump fully into this one. This episode is about my abortion story. It's a very vulnerable story. In fact, I've recorded or tried to record this podcast episode for you nine times already today. And I kept stumbling on my words and that's because it's a vulnerable story. So I kept hitting stop, deleting and going back to hit record. And so I've just come to terms with the fact that I'm going to keep stumbling on my words throughout this episode because this is probably the most vulnerable thing I've ever shared ever. Now, in 2020, I experienced a termination, something that I hope that all women never have to experience. And as I've gone through my healing journey after having the termination, I've felt really called to share on this. More and more women I've noticed have started sharing with me once they hear about my own journey that, oh, I had a friend that went through this or so-and-so experienced this. And I think between termination, miscarriage and stillbirth, there's a lot of connection with menstrual cycles. And it's topics around the menstrual cycle that are not often talked about. And so I'm dedicating this episode to be extremely vulnerable and transparent with you to share this journey. This is part of my menstrual cycle story. And I would love for you to one, experience this with me so that you can understand maybe for those in your life who might experience it in the future, or maybe you yourself have been through a similar journey and you are looking for other ways that you can support yourself and ways that you can heal yourself. So throughout this episode, I'm going to be guiding you through my experience. I'm going to be talking about fear, guilt, and shame with termination and abortion. I'm going to be talking about my beliefs around termination and then my journey with natural contraception. And also how I supported myself pre-surgery, post-surgery, and my healing process. Now, like I said, I'm doing this to be very transparent with you. And I hope that you'll sit with me through this episode with your hand on your heart and be able to further support yourself through your own menstrual cycle journey, but also the women around you. So let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by the Well Women Academy. The Well Women Academy is my signature group coaching program. It's a weekly membership together where we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, audio, video, and guided home study. Join me and women from all over the world as together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and everything to do with your yoni. This is your chance to join an international community of supportive women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. 
It's a cyclical sisterhood like no other, not to mention it's also cheaper than your daily coffee fix. To learn more and to join us, head to wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's wellsome, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. So 2021, wow, what a year. You know, I had some really big things on my list of 2021 that I had intentions for. Things like buy a van, tick, did that. Build a van, been doing that. Not 100% finished yet, but it's getting really close. Spend more time in nature, things like camping, hiking, waterfalls and beaches, did all of those. Grow a veggie garden that's thriving. Thank goodness I was able to do that and not kill it. Open myself up to love, strengthen relationships with my friends and my family, help more women discover their menstrual cycle, hit a hundred podcast episodes, we definitely did that, and survive a pandemic. Now, that wasn't initially on my on my list when I wrote the 2020 intentions list, but it definitely found its way onto the list in March. Fun things, yeah. I'm super proud of myself that I was able to do all of those things. However, There are also many things that occurred throughout 2020 in my personal life that didn't make the screen of my newsletter, my website, my coaching practice, or even social media. And the truth is, I actually barely got through many days. Some days I couldn't even get out of bed. There were even days where I just cried, cried and cried and cried. Weeks of recovery, tons of personal self-love, even when I didn't know how to do this. And I'm beyond thankful for my inner circle. Like, even just mentioning that makes me teary because I'm so thankful for those who are really close to me in my life and those women know who they are. But while this global pandemic of 2020 was erupting and affecting many people in many different ways, I was going through my own pandemic from breakdowns to manipulation to experiencing hives, having a kidney infection, heartbreak, anxiety, fear, followed by pregnancy and a termination. Now, while I'm a coach and a mentor and this, I guess you could say, menstrual leader, I'm just really fucking passionate about menstrual cycles, let's be honest. That does not mean that I don't also face hurdles around my menstrual cycle. And I am dedicating this episode to be really vulnerable and to demonstrate with you that it's okay to be both happy and sad at the same fucking time, feel together and also not together at the same time. Now, with all that being said, 2020 was fucked, let's face it, but was also really glorious. And I really concluded 2020 with a full heart. It was a beautiful journey that was very scary at many times, and I've learned so much about myself. So as I've welcomed in 2021 with a lot of love and joy, I'm really committed to sharing more and more about my own journey with you, but also to do so to help others. So what happened in 2021 for me? Well, I'll give you the really quick version of it, shall I? In 2020, I fell in love and I really committed myself and opened myself in a really open way to love. In the past, I've always been semi-closed off and protective and I really had the word focus for 2020 as an intention of being vulnerable. And fuck me, I was vulnerable in 2020. So what happened is I fell in love and through the process of infidelity, I ended that relationship. In fact, I ended that relationship on my birthday in 2020. And two days later, um, whilst I was sitting at my best friend's house, I found out that I was pregnant to this person who had um, been in infidelity with me. I don't even know what the right fucking word for that is. 
And upon this moment, I cried for literally two to three days straight. And I just want to give a shout out to Amber and Jess, my two best friends, for being there for me on that day. Um, when I first found out that I was pregnant, because connecting with your body as a menstrual cycle educator, I just recently had a kidney infection. Now, I'd had this kidney, kidney infection and I took antibiotics for the first time in over a decade. And I knew and know that antibiotics and stress on your body can delay your menstrual cycle. Why? Because it might delay your ovulation. So knowing this, what I did is I was like, well, clearly my period is going to come a little bit later because of how my body's been feeling and the, the healing process it's been going through. So it was about eight days after my period was delayed, or you could call it late, that I finally decided to take a pregnancy test. And that's when I discovered that I was pregnant. Now, at this particular time, for me, I knew that I had three options. I had the option of termination, the option of keeping the child myself, and the option of raising a child with a partner. Immediately, my thought is, I can't terminate. This was my belief around termination. So I'm just going to ask you this question now. What is your belief and paradigm around abortions and around termination? I've always felt having a very strong spiritual practice that if I was to conceive and fall pregnant, it was for spiritual alignment. It was meant to be and there was meant to be a lesson involved with that and that soul of the child was ready to come through. So falling pregnant after the situation that I'd just been through with the father of the child, I was devastated and really confused and immediately I felt anxious and I had a lot of fear built up inside me. Throughout this process, though, I decided that I wouldn't tell anybody. And the reason why I didn't want to tell anyone wasn't because I didn't want their support, but I didn't want other people's beliefs clouding my own belief or my own decision making. So what I did is I was roughly at the time around five weeks pregnant. I decided to just go through the motions and one, get all the tests done. So immediately I freaked the fuck out, let's be honest that I was pregnant after what had just happened in that relationship. And I went to the doctor to confirm that I was pregnant. I got the blood test to confirm that my HCG levels were increasing. So it means that baby was growing and that it was a healthy baby. And so I did this for two to three weeks. And now, if you were trying to conceive with a healthy relationship and your goal was to conceive, your process of pregnancy would look different. But for me, I was in a state of panic. I was in a state of adrenaline. And I didn't know what to do. So over the next few weeks, I went through a journey of, could I do this on my own? Could I do this with the partner, with the father of the child? Could I terminate? So when it comes to my beliefs around abortion and termination, I was really stuck in fear, shame and guilt that I could not abort. But I ended up coming to a very pivotal point for myself where I learned to trust my intuition and the more and more I connected with myself and the baby, the more I knew that this particular pregnancy wasn't for me. It wasn't for me because of a few different reasons, many of them extremely personal, but I was also conflicted by different beliefs. For example, a couple of weeks after I found out I was pregnant, I went to my brother's wedding where he and his beautiful wife announced that they were also pregnant. And I was like, oh my God, how exciting. We're going to have children that are going to be cousins only a couple of weeks apart. That's fucking awesome. I grew up really close with my external family and I really wanted that for my children and my child. But that was a little bit of a head fuck, to be honest. So 
lo and behold, a few things happened and um, I, at the last minute, decided to terminate because I couldn't come to the terms of the fact that I was going to terminate when I was so against termination for myself. And within a three-day period of booking the termination to having the termination, I went through the worst walls of fear, guilt, shame and anxiety. And I'm getting quite emotional sharing this with you, so bear with me. So a lot of people ask the question, like, what is it like to go through a termination? Like, what is the experience? Because you might know of someone who's been through it or is going through it or is about to go through it. And how could you best support them? So I'm just going to share with you my story. This is not every woman's story with termination, but this is mine. So I rang the person who's closest to me, who lives the closest to me, my best friend, Amber. And I'm very grateful for her. She took a few days off work, as did I. And she drove me to the surgery. When it comes to termination, there's two different types of termination. You can have a medical termination, which is where you take a um, a medicine and basically it dislodges the baby or the embryo that's lodged onto the uterine um, lining of your uterus. And, you know, then you release the, the baby. And you can do that within the first one to six weeks, I think it is, of your pregnancy. But I was beyond the sixth week. I was almost at my ninth week when I um, had the surgery. So the other option of termination is surgery. So there's the two. Now, I didn't really have a choice because I was already through, um, I was past the six-week mark. And so I went through the surgery. Now, for me, as a health practitioner, and the fact that I don't like taking antibiotics at all, let alone having a surgery, I was extremely worried about my health. I was extremely worried about the complications with surgery and also the fear of, really wanting and desiring to be a mother in the future, but not yet being able um, or maybe not being able to conceive in the future with a future partner. And maybe what if I couldn't have children in the future? So there was a lot of these fucking mind games going on, right? So how did, before I talk to you about the um, process of the termination, let me just guide you through how I went through the mind process of making the decision and how I supported an unhealthy mind. one of the best ways I find I support an unhealthy mind and I'm so thankful for my Ayurvedic practices and Ayurvedic psychology study and if you don't know anything about that this is what actually guided women through in their one-on-one coaching so even though I know the coaching skills um, applying them to yourself is another story but I'm very grateful that I was able to apply them so one of the number one things I recommend is connect with nature Bring yourself back to the present moment and connect with nature and my spiritual practice on a daily basis helps with that a lot So I have a 30-minute seated spiritual practice every day, along with connecting with nature, whether that's go for a walk, get into your body, move your body, ride your bike, go to yoga, go for a hike, spend time, you know, amongst the trees. They were the things um, for me that I found the most supportive. Why? Because that quietened my mind. And the mind is just thinking mind. This is just thinking, 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 fucking making bad stories up all the fucking time and thinking and then overanalyzing and telling you, oh, you could have done this and then you should do this. And what about that option? So the best thing to do is to bring yourself back into the present moment. So that's what I was really focused on whilst I had a very unhealthy mind. This was very overwhelming and I definitely had anxiety at this point in time. Even though it wasn't clinical, clinically diagnosed, I definitely knew that I had anxiety. I was having lots of moments of anxiousness, as you can imagine. So during this particular time, I was also facing um, a lot of sadness and a lot of uncertainty. So as I approached the morning of the surgery for the termination, um, I literally woke up and I gave my body the best possible 
blessing for the morning. I went to the beach, I went for a light walk, I had a swim, trying to avoid the fact I couldn't eat or drink any water. And then I went to the clinic to have the surgery. So what is involved with a termination surgery? It's very much like many other types of surgeries. You have anesthesia, so you're under. Um, it's not a long surgery, it's quite quick. It lasts you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, I've heard. Um, I didn't ask how long mine exactly lasted, but I do know that I was in the clinic for many hours before I was able to go under. Now, because of this, I was also extremely dehydrated by the time that I laid on the bed and the anesthesiologist was trying to find my, my veins to give me the anesthesia. And as she tried to search my vein for at least 15 to 20 minutes, and I'm torrentially crying and bawling my eyes out asking the question, is this a sign that I shouldn't be terminating? Because if you can't find my fucking vein to give me the anesthesia, this means that this termination is not happening. And so I was going through a lot of extreme fear and guilt. And I'm very thankful that um, wherever you choose to have your termination, you want to make sure they've got a really beautiful, supportive network of nurses. Because obviously this happening in the year of 2020, ain't no one going into surgery with you or going even into any kind of practice with you unless you are the person going through the surgery. So I sat in the, in the clinic for a number of hours alone. And... Before the surgery occurred, they take an ultrasound to confirm your pregnancy and um, they check your bloods. But then they also have a nurse sit down with you to ask you questions about why you chose this path of pregnancy, as in why are you choosing to have an abortion? Now, for me, this was very sad and I was crying a lot. In fact, my mask, my face mask was completely wet and I couldn't even breathe because my nose was so blocked. I was crying so much. But I'm very thankful for this process because the nurse is just doing her job to ensure that I'm making the best decision for myself and a supported decision by those around me. So I'm very thankful for that, even though at the time I was extremely upset that she made me bring up all this trauma. <sighs> so then I went through the surgery and the process of healing began. Literally, I felt extremely nauseous for those almost nine weeks of pregnancy until waking up within a couple of hours after surgery immediately not feeling nauseous at all. It's like my body immediately had switched and knew that it was no longer pregnant. Um, I noticed over the next few days that my breast size started to decrease because it had been increasing because of the prolactin increase in hormone, um, which actually comes forward. It's a hormone that's produced by your pituitary gland that actually helps your boobs grow so that you can breastfeed. I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my Reset Your Cycle Masterclass series. This is a three-part live class series to transform your menstrual cycle knowledge and increase cycle confidence. Throughout three live classes, you'll discover understanding your cycle hormones, what they are, how they change throughout the four phases of your monthly cycle, and how they contribute to how you feel. You'll also discover cycle disruptors and what you can do, those things that make you feel a little bit out of whack through your cycle off balance and impact your moods along with your hormones. And then we cover your cycle and natural contraception. Gain a better understanding of contraception, the good, the confusing, and how to choose a contraceptive method that serves you and your health goals. Head over to wellsome.com forward slash shop to learn more. That's wellsome, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E dot com forward slash shop and use the code cycle love to save 20% off. But there's a few changes that occurred after surgery. So let me guide you through that now and what that looked like for me. Um, you can't drive clearly after surgery because you've been under anesthesia. So my beautiful friend picked me up and fed me, guided me through some beautiful movies, allowed me to relax on the couch with her puppy 
and I just cried and I released and it's really important I found to any feelings that arise to be fully felt and then to be fully expressed and sometimes that's anger sometimes that's happiness sometimes that's sadness and sometimes that's joy whatever that may mean or feel like for you it's important at all times to feel your emotions fully and release them so this is my personal journey after termination is I bled for two weeks. I had four to five days of extremely heavy bleeding and I got a newfound experience of wearing pads. Something that I really didn't like is that nothing can be inserted into your vagina, your yoni. So no yoni eggs, no menstrual cups, no tampons, no sex, no self-pleasure and most importantly, no bathing in water because of possibility of infection. So what happens with your termination is they actually put kind of like a suction, like a vacuum up into your cervix. So your cervix opens, which is where the baby would travel through to enter the vaginal canal at birth. But what they do is they open the cervix and because of that, you're more susceptible to infection. Now, being a woman who lives right by the ocean and swims in the ocean every single day, the two weeks that I had to not swim in the ocean was very torturous for me because that's one of the most healing methods for me is to be surrounded by bodies of water and in bodies of water. But that was just another part of my process of healing and getting to know myself and trusting, trusting in the process. Because above all, and I feel like I'm ranting, so hopefully this is beneficial. <laughs> I'm starting to question, like, should I even fucking have shared this story? But when it comes to the process is every woman's process through their menstrual cycle journey is different. Whether you've had PCOS like me, whether you've been a through a termination like me, whether you've had a miscarriage, whether you've had a stillbirth, whether you've had inf um, infertile challenges, infertility challenges, it all comes back to just trusting in the process and connecting with your body. And if you're busy in your mind, you're busy in your body. So one of the best ways to quieten your body is to quieten your mind. And the best way to do that is to connect with your body by using methods around you. And most importantly, that's your environment. Nature is one of the best guiders for that. And also having people around you who are fully supportive. And they don't have to be supportive as in verbally supportive or physically supportive all the time, but people who can check in on you and hold space more importantly. So whether that's you need to hire a coach to hire, um, hold space for you or you have a best friend that can hold space for you or a parent or a sibling, it's really important to be able to have those people in your life because that's very supportive on the supporting healing journey. So when it comes to, to healing after termination, there's different ways you can look at this. And for me, I looked at this in the aspect of my four pillars. So I teach on four pillars in health, um, nutritional, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And I was trying to tackle all four pillars at once to bring my body back to balance because not only was I going through my cycle not actually being around because I didn't have a menstrual cycle at the time. So I was tracking off the moon, but I was also very much connected with my body on a daily basis. So if you're someone who's listening to this, who doesn't have a menstrual bleed right now, just know that you can use the moon to track your cycle. And regardless of whether your last bleed was 60 days ago, five months ago, two years ago, you can connect with your body on a daily basis and track that. And that is also cycle tracking because as a woman, regardless of your menstrual cycle, you still are a cyclical woman. So how did I support my body with the four pillars? One, nutritionally, I went back to eating and focusing on close to nature foods as much as possible. So fruits and vegetables in abundance and some whole grains in abundance too. 
I teach when it comes to eating in tune with your cycle, when you're menstruating, to have lots of warm, nourishing foods. Now, because I was technically bleeding, it was a different type of menstruation. Even though it was the lining of my uterus, um, it wasn't because of a menstruation, it was because of a termination. I focused on having warm whole foods or room temperature whole foods throughout the day and consistently connecting with that because as much as your ego mind is going to be like, oh, just go and eat the fucking Domino's pizza, go on, Gemma, you can do that. It's fine. Your body feels like shit anyway. No, 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 no. That's not supportive and that's a self-sabotaging mind. So connecting with the nutrition is really important. I also did this with high quality nutritional products. This is really supportive, especially if you've been through any kind of surgery. So things like a liver support, um, a multivitamin. Personally, I use a prenatal multivitamin. I have for the last four years. And I do that because I really feel that prenatal multivitamin supports a healthy menstrual cycle, not just a potential healthy conception. So I use a prenatal and often recommend prenatal products to all women, not just a regular multivitamin, but the prenatal multivitamin, because it can help represent in general, a healthy menstrual cycle. So that um, fish oils, and then also vitamin C and probiotics, they're the go-to products for me, particularly um, in this healing process. So whilst I was going through that nutritionally, physically, what was I doing? I was really not moving my body much. I didn't want to exercise. I felt like a sloth. I literally felt like I'd gained 10 to 15 kilos and my body was very swollen and expanded. So my movement was very light. I would go for extremely light walks. I would lay outside under the sun. I would do some stretching and most of all, I would rest. And honoring your body for rest is just physically as important as movement is. So that's what I did for movement. Emotionally, how did I support myself emotionally? Because let's face it, I was going through a fucking emotional shitstorm. <laughs> Every day I felt emotionally different. I felt sad. I felt hopeful. I felt shamed. I felt guilty. Um, I also felt guilty about, you know, having a termination of a child who the father of the child didn't want the termination. So I felt extremely guilty about that. And so emotionally every day I connected with my emotions. I sat in my spiritual practice. I felt them and I allowed them to proceed. I also then reached out to support. I went and saw a healing practitioner, a sound healer, and of course, some beautiful coaches in my life who are also close friends to support me in how I was feeling emotionally and to be able to just have them hold space for me. This also meant I did some sweat lodges. I took some harpe. And I really just connected with myself and allowed myself to just be without judgment. And that's a really important point because often I was finding myself judging myself because of the decision that I had made because I hadn't yet even told my family. Um, the closest people to me in my life, apart from my two best friends, I hadn't even told them that I was pregnant, let alone that I went through a termination. So I really wanted to feel fully supported in myself before I, I shared any more of this story with others. So emotional support, I can't tell you how important this is, extremely important. So emotionally supported and spiritually supported. So how did I do that? I worked with my chakra system. I worked with spiritually connecting with my yoni. I saw a beautiful Reiki master who I then met and connected with the soul of the child. And I really did some beautiful soul and spiritual practices to connect with myself and also those around me and I can't express to you also how important this is because a lot of women and men don't connect with these aspects of healing until much further down the healing path. So 
you know, this might be two years down the track, 20 years down the track, even two months down the track. Instead, I wanted to jump on this straight away because I knew and I could feel and sense there was a lot to work through here. I was not in denial about that. And I really wanted to face this and work through it as quickly as I possibly could with as much love and compassion as possible too. So really within the first three weeks post-surgery after I had finished bleeding and I had really felt like I got my body back and I got back into some more movement practices and I felt more comfortable. I still wasn't going to yoga, uh, which is something I generally do most days of my life. But I finally felt like I was getting my body back. And that's when I felt like I was getting my soul back and my spirit back. And that's when I reached out for spiritual and, um, and connected support through sound healing, Reiki, um, soul retrieval, etc. And so if you've never done any of that kind of work before and it's a bit woohoo for you, reach out to me and ask, hey, what would be the best way to tackle this or what would you suggest? Um, I definitely work with women with their chakras throughout their menstrual cycle journey, regardless of what journey that is for you. But it's important to reach out for help, whether that's from a menstrual cycle coach like myself, a healer of some um, method or a psychologist or a counselor. These are all really great processes. And it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength and support. You're supporting yourself and it's a strong thing for you to do to reach out for help and support. So when you do this, I really fucking honor you and say, yes, 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 because this is going to transform your future for you. All right, so that kind of gives you a bit of an overview of my experience. Now, when it comes to the, the, the process of termination, there's something that I wanted to share with you about termination, miscarriage and stillbirth. Now, there are more and more women out there today who are experiencing miscarriages, which breaks my heart. In fact, I was working with a client who was going through it who had a miscarriage and had the same type of surgery as I did just before I had my termination. And I'm very grateful for my clients. Um, I learn just as much from them as they do from me. And I love, love, love teaching this work. It's very individualized and it's, um, it's just beautiful. So when it comes to the process of termination, miscarriage and stillbirth, something that I learned from the nurses um, and many readings around this process is that they're very much the same in terms of how the body responds to the loss so there is a loss of life regardless of the, the way in which this life loss happens, whether it is a termination, a miscarriage or a stillbirth. So I want you to start to look at, and this is how what I've been doing, and so actually you can choose to do this if you like or not, but what I've started to do, um, you know, looking at anyone who has experienced a miscarriage or a termination or a stillbirth is these are much the same. It's a very great repatterning of your menstrual cycle. So whilst um, some women experience miscarriage and it's very traumatic, and I understand that going through a termination is also extremely traumatic and stillbirth can be very traumatic too, right? But what it really is, is a big reset on your menstrual cycle. So there's a few different resets we have on a menstrual cycle journey throughout our life. The first one is menarche, which is our first period. Now for the first few years after your first period arrives, what happens is it's regular or it's normal um, for it to be irregular for a few months as your body is still patterning and learning how to produce its hormones in the right way. So that's a rebirth of your menstrual cycle because that's the first birthing. Now, a rebirth of your menstrual cycle might occur after coming off some form of hormonal contraception, whether it's an IUD or the pill as an example. That's something I've also been through. Coming off um, the pill was a rebirth of my menstrual cycle. Now, going through a termination is also a rebirth of my menstrual cycle. 
it's rebirthing a new pattern of my menstrual cycle because my body's gone from being pregnant to not being pregnant to being like, holy fuck, I need to learn how to menstruate again. So it gets back into this beautiful wave and that can take different numbers of days for different women. Going through a miscarriage and a stillbirth is exactly the same. Learning to reclaim your menstrual cycle and support your body back to ovulation health. Because remember, we menstruate because we ovulate. So for any woman out there who has experienced a stillbirth or a miscarriage or termination, I'm just going to plant the seed for you to think of this as a rebirth of your menstrual cycle. Because as we rebirth our menstruation and our menstrual cycle, we're rebirthing our ovulation. And our ovulation time is our ability to create life. And resetting that is a really beautiful art. So for me, the day that I received my first menstrual bleed after the termination, I bawled my eyes out. It was a Friday morning. I woke up and I felt really all night I had a bit of a restless sleep and I felt a lot of downward energy. I went to the toilet and I thought, oh, this is very much like period energy in the sense that it's like a downward pull in my lower, you could say, abdomen for those who have not experienced this before, have never heard it described like this, it's like a downward pull of energy. It's like a, a mild weight pulling down. You feel a little bit bloated. doesn't hurt like bloating though. And yeah, I noticed that my period had arrived and I immediately bowled my eyes out. I got out my Palo Santo and my sage and I started burning it and really blessing my body for coming back into balance because your first menstruation post miscarriage, stillbirth or termination is a sign of health. It's a sign of ovulation and it's a sign of rebirth. And this is what I was looking for personally after termination through this whole process of birth, death, life cycle that we go through throughout our lives as women. I'm just planting the seed with you to look and explore at miscarriage, stillbirth and termination as a rebirthing of your menstrual cycle. This is a rebirth of ovulation health to allow you to bring new life forward, new life into the world. And as I continue to, to move through more and more cycles, I can, am continually reminded that our cycle is a real birth and death cycle. Every menstrual cycle, we have a beautiful birthing as we begin our bleed, and then we have a beautiful death, which welcomes a new birth. And this is the same for miscarriage too and stillbirth and for all women. And I feel really grateful to be so connected with my menstrual cycle and having gone through this process of termination and this grief and this shame and this fear and this anxiousness and the sadness, there was a lot of sadness actually. Um, I'm very grateful for the process of knowing that through every death is a rebirth. And as much as this felt like a death for me, it felt like a huge rebirthing at the same time in a really fucked up kind of way, I am reborn. And I'm delivering you this episode in this way. It's very candid. I don't have notes. I'm just kind of ab-libbing to you my experience is that our menstrual cycle is a rebirth. And this entire rebirth process happens every single month. It happens after, uh, um, how could I say this? After a birth, after a labor or a delivery of a child, it happens after a termination, after a stillbirth and after a miscarriage. And there's lots of different ways you can look at that on a spiritual level, but on an emotional level, this is really a rebirth and an opportunity to step back into another form of good health. And so what do I mean by good health and how would you know if you're in good health? A healthy menstrual cycle is a healthy ovulation followed by a healthy menstru menstruation. 
So if you're not menstruating or your menstruation hasn't returned yet because you're breastfeeding or you have had a miscarriage or you've been through a termination like myself, you are not yet ovulating. So the focus is healthy ovulation, healthy foods to support ovulation, healthy nutritional products to support ovulation, healthy movement, healthy mindfulness practices, all to support ovulation. And that beautiful friend will rebirth your menstrual cycle. So whilst this has been an extremely sad um, journey for me, I feel really supported in myself above all else. And as much as I know about the whole process now, it's really expanded my understanding of the menstrual cycle into a new dimension. After, oh look, I've experienced pregnancy, I've experienced um, conceiving, I've experienced um, termination. And as I conclude this episode, I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for being here. I do have a note to, to share on natural contraception. This child was conceived, un, um, it wasn't a planned conception. Um, this conception was through non-penetrative sex and something that I learn and have been learning through natural contraceptive study as a natural contraceptive teacher, which kind of makes this whole situation a little bit even more fucked, but um, is that it is possible to conceive through non-penetrative sex. Now, I'm sharing this with you so that you're fully aware that even if you are having non-penetrative sexual experience, because sex isn't just penetrative sex, there's different types of sex, that your cervical mucus at the time of fertility is like a fucking vacuum and it can suck up a male's ejaculation of sperm. So I've experienced that myself and that's how I conceived. And I didn't plan on conception. He didn't plan on conception. And I'd always thought that if we did conceive, we would work it out. And unfortunately, we weren't able to work it out. Um, And so as much as I am now giving love to the child that once was and also love to myself, I give love to him for the experience. And I want to give love to you now to be able to understand the experience in maybe a slightly different way and be able to share this with others. So as I conclude, finally, yes, I'm going to conclude now, is I want to ask you, how do you feel towards your menstrual cycle? First question is, how do you feel towards your menstrual cycle? Second question is, have you connected with the birth, death, life cycle of your menstrual cycle? So that birth, death, life cycle of your menstrual cycle. Have you connected with that? And if you haven't, how could you? How could you explore connecting with that? If you've got no idea what I'm talking about, come and join us over inside the Well Women Academy. This is everything that I teach to our group coaching program and also in one-on-one coaching. Third question is, what is your belief and response to abortion? What are your current beliefs about abortion? What are your current beliefs about termination? Um, I prefer to call it termination than abortion. I just don't like the word abortion. To to abort, what a silly word. Um, But termination um, feels more comfortable for me. But what are your beliefs around this? How do you feel around these topics? And if that was to happen to you or be an experience for you, how would you feel about that? And are you willing to pivot and move and be mobile with your decisions and your beliefs? What that means is that a tree is mobile yet solid and supported. A tree has roots right down to the depths of the ground 
And the root system is also and often like double the size of the tree that you actually see above the ground. And whilst it's solid in its supportive structure, it's also fluid and movable through the beautiful winds and weather that blows upon it. And so like Jim Rowan would say is that, you know, this, um, the wind in your sail, it's how you set your sail, not the blowing of the wind, but how you set your sail. That's most important. So even though the wind may blow on you, it's the set in yourself, the way in which you support yourself and allow your belief system to evolve, shift and change and that nothing is static or stable. Everything is mobile and moving and fluid. And that's one of the most core important teachings of Ayurveda. So I'm concluding on those three questions is I would love for you to explore this. Um, reach out to me and let me know how you enjoyed this episode. You can leave a comment for this episode over on the website, walsam.com forward slash podcast. And thank you. Thank you for listening to my vulnerable story. And oh, thanks for being here and part of this community. If you would like some guidance or support around this, feel free to reach out and ask. And above all, please share this with someone who you feel needs to hear these story or this story and these elements of this story to support them through their own process or to support another friend, a friend of a friend of a friend, or, hey, I have a friend who's asking, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we always know it's always you anyway. Um, but thank you again. And here's to 2021 being a year that's rich, full and broad. My three words for 2021 are joy, abundance and receptivity. What are yours? Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.